One of the things that we decided right off the bat when we started this podcast was we would not let just anybody sponsor us. To get on here and be a sponsor, you have to share the same values and you have to have the same heart uh, as we do. And you have to be providing something that's very important to us. And coffee is very important to us. And that's why we've been very happy to have Juniper Mountain Trading Post Coffee as our personal sponsors here on the channel. They're the company that provides all the coffee for the school. It's the coffee that we drink personally at home. And, uh, and we're very, very happy. They're a family owned company that does everything themselves and they have the same standards and the same heart that we do. So if you're looking for a, a quality coffee company, uh, go to junipermountaincoffee.com. And when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in dry Creek, all one word for a 10% discount. Good evening. Welcome to the Dry Creek Wrangler podcast. Uh, here it is April 29th. So it's the last day before all uh, new students start rolling in for this year's uh, classes. Well, the students for the first week. We do five students a week. And uh, so tomorrow's the first day of the first week of class. And so I think that we've gotten everything ready and uh, we're set up for everybody to come rolling in. Uh, if we find out we didn't get something done, we'll get that done in the process. But uh, um, I believe we're in pretty good shape. I want to talk about something. I just did a YouTube video on this subject. Um, and I kind of want to talk about the same subject here. But I, um, I, I just didn't feel like it would transfer across very well. My... Uh, of course, this is a horsemanship school, and uh, one of the things that I believe, it doesn't matter what you're trying to teach, what subject you're, you're trying to teach, you need to always be learning, and you need to always be growing uh, yourself in that subject. You know, if, if, you, look at a, if you look at a map, Okay, if you look at a map of the Holy Land, all right, where Jerusalem is, Israel, and I'm, we're not talking geopolitics or anything here. This is actually just geography, okay? If you look where, where Jerusalem is, and you look way up north of that, you have the Sea of Galilee, and you look up north of that, and there's a mountain range up there. And there's the waters in the runoff from that mountain range run down into the Sea of Galilee. And Sea of Galilee is, is, has, for centuries, uh, it's been a, a fishing spot, commercial fishing spot. Villages have been around it. It's a very live, viable body of water. And on the south end of the Sea of Galilee, you have the Jordan River runs out, and it runs down through. And it goes south. It goes past Jerusalem and keeps on going south down there into the wilderness, and it flows into the Dead Sea. Now, the Dead Sea, as you may or may not know, uh, is dead. <laughs> there's nothing growing in it, all right? There's no fishing in the Dead Sea, all right? There's, there's no, no life in it. It's, uh, it's very, it's got a lot of minerals and a lot of stuff in it, but it doesn't sustain life. Now, it's the exact same water that comes out of the Sea of Galilee. 
is the exact same water that flows all the way down through Israel. What makes it dead at the Sea of Galilee? There's no water running out of the Sea of Galilee. It just flows into it and it doesn't flow out. And so we make the mistake many times in our lives. We either um, have knowledge flowing into us, but we don't turn around and put it back out. And we turn into a dead sea. We're, we're full of minerals. We're full of um, resources, but we're dead. We don't produce anything because everything flows in and nothing flows out. But the other problem is a lot of times we flow out, but we don't get any new stuff. We don't get any new resources. There's no new water flowing in. And so we become dead as well. And so if you're teaching something, you always need to be learning. You always need to be learning. And if you're always learning, then you need to be teaching. Now, funny how that works, isn't it? So I'm always studying. All right, I'm teaching. I teach horsemanship here. I teach horses. And I'm always studying. I, I don't just sit down, okay, this is what I learned. And then I started teaching it and that's it. And I'll teach what I know. All right, I'll become... I'll become a dead body of water. So I'm always learning. And I, I watch YouTube videos on horsemen, you know, and uh, I read books. I'm always studying my horses and studying myself when I ride, studying the people that I ride with and learning everything I can. And I have, I have picked up some things, some improvements in myself and in my horsemanship here lately. Um, and you know, it kind of comes in waves. It kind of, you learn a bit and then it kind of, you, you feel like you plateau. Uh, and then all of a sudden you learn some stuff and then you plateau. And I, I felt for a while I wasn't learning what I wanted to learn. And then all of a sudden here lately, I've, I've picked up some stuff and I've picked up some stuff and I kind of went up one of those deals. And uh, so I was sitting out here the other night, just doing what I do, just sitting out here, smoking a cigar by myself, thinking and pondering on it. And uh, one of the things I realized is a lot of the, in fact, everything that I have improved in and gained in my own personal knowledge and horsemanship lately has been not a new, it's not been a new thing. I didn't, learn a new discipline. I didn't learn a new, I just learned a better way, a more thorough way to do an old simple thing, to do a basic thing. And uh, you know, one of the questions that is asked a lot in horsemanship, and it can be controversial for a lot of folks, it's not for me. When when do I know that my horse is ready to advance from a snaffle bit? And I'm not going to go into, this isn't, this is not a talk on bits. Okay. Uh, but the horse people, you know, you'll, you'll understand it. How do I know when my horse is ready to go from a snaffle bit, which is the basic simple bit that you start out with. Most people start out with in training horses. And then you go from that and you advance up into a signal bit, which is a bit that has shanks. 
And so the question, you know, it's, it's one of those universal questions. When do I know that my horse is ready to move from a snaffle bit into a signal bit? Well, I think a lot of times is that's the wrong question to ask. I think a lot of times the proper question to ask is when do I know that I am ready to move from a snaffle bit into a more complex signal bit? We, we want the horse to grow. We want the horse to grow. We want the horse to learn. We want the horse to improve. We want the horse to be able to start doing more complex maneuvers. But we spend a lot more time in insisting that the horse grows and the horse becomes more capable than we do growing ourselves and improving ourselves and becoming more capable ourselves with the basics. Now, we, uh, my wife and I, we raised seven kids and they were homeschooled and, and, uh, and, you know, to be, uh, upfront and honest, my wife did the lion's share of the schooling, uh, the teaching, the day-to-day -day teaching. But, uh, you know, I would come in when it was, you know, the math started getting complex or what, and I would kind of help out. And, you know, you, your, your children, when they start out, you start teaching them addition. All right, you get the blocks in front of them or the jelly beans or whatever. You say, okay, here's, how many is this? Oh, that's two. Okay, let's add one more to it. Now, how many do we have? We have three. So two plus one is three. And you teach them math. And then you start removing the jelly beans, okay? If we have five and we take two away, how many have we got? Oh, we have three. That is the most basic foundation fundamental, okay? And you move up from there. Now, whatever route you take, you... you you, but you move into multiplication. If you have two sets of three jelly beans each, two times three, what do you got? All right, so we start studying the multiplication tables. Then we start learning division. All right, 12 divided by three. Three will go into 12 how many times? All right, well, it'll go in four times. So they have to learn that. And then we start learning fractions, okay? Um, and then you get to that that terrible state, that horrible place, that dreaded place, we get to algebra, all right? And it's just, now we've added the alphabet to math. <laughs> Whose concept was this, okay? So it gets a bit, it, it can get a bit overwhelming, all right? And so the child starts, you start teaching them algebra, okay? Um, and then what we found to be true, like across the board, was when we had a child that had trouble with algebra, they weren't having trouble with algebra. Now let me say that again. When we had a child who suddenly started having trouble with algebra, they were not having trouble with algebra. They were having trouble with fractions or they were having trouble with their multiplication tables or they were having trouble with division. And when we determined where they were having trouble and we would go back and fix that foundation and fill in that hole in the foundation. Okay, for the next two weeks, we're gonna set the algebra aside and you are going to re-memorize your multiplication tables. That's where your problem is. 
And when they memorized their multiplication tables and came back to algebra, the algebra was fine. Algebra wasn't the problem, or it was division, multiplying fractions. Okay, so, so we didn't take enough time and they didn't get the basics of fractions. Well, you can't do algebra if you can't multiply or divide fractions. So the problem wasn't algebra, the problem was fractions. Okay, so in life, when we, when we need to do the more complex side of life, and we're struggling with the complex side of life, often the problem is not that complex side of life. The problem is one of the basics that we need, that we skipped, that we didn't work on. Um, it, we, we, you know, we talk about, I mean, we just, the basics, okay, let's talk about marriage, all right? People say, you know, my, my marriage is not, it's not, uh, it's not what we, what we want. It's not what we think it should be. We're, we're not, it's, it's not working. So we need to go to a fancy marriage seminar. You know, uh, we, we need to go, we need to listen to these Ted talk videos. We need to do this. We need to do that. Uh, when what it comes down to is a marriage isn't working because you're not listening to each other. The problem isn't marriage, the problem is humanity 101. The problem isn't the complexity of marriage. The problem is simple, courteous, respectful communication, listening to each other, respecting each other, communicating with each other, compromising with each other. It's just basic humanity. And listen, if you can't be a decent human being, how can you have a decent marriage? You're talking about raising children. It's the same thing. Now, raising children can be a very complex thing on the surface. And it seems like algebra two with a little bit of calculus and a little bit of trig thrown in and some voodoo and some black magic and, and just every other thing you can think of. Um, but when you look at it and you say, I'm having trouble figuring out how to raise kids. If you just break it down and go back to the multiplication table, it's a child. What's important to a child? Fun is important to a child. Trust is important to a child. Security is important to a child. And as much as it doesn't seem like it, boundaries, clear set boundaries, is important to a child. It's just human 101. And if I cannot be a decent human being, which is the most basic, simple foundational thing. How am I going to be a decent dad? If I can't be a decent human being, how am I going to be a decent husband? How am I going to be a decent employee? How am I going to be a decent employer? And so all of these more complex things in life that we're banging our head against these algebra problems and we can't figure it out, we need to forget the algebra and go back to the basics. Go back to being a decent human being. Go back to just being respectful. Go back to biting our tongue. Not everything that comes in your head, whether it's true or not, needs to be said.
That's just basic decent humanity. But if we throw that away in marriage or our children, if we're always cutting our children down and every little sharp thing, every little um, barb, every little sarcasm, every little thing comes in our head, we throw it at our children. The problem is not that we can't figure out how to not be a crappy parent. The problem is we're a crappy human. And and we, we can't make friends? Maybe. Maybe we're a crappy friend because we're a crappy human. And we sit around and we point our finger at everybody around us and say this and this and this and this person, this person, this person. Maybe it's not them. And we say, my horse will not do a rollback. I, I have a horse that just, and so he's dumb. Or he's physically incompetent. Or I need a bigger bit. I need a sharper spur. No, maybe you're just a crappy rider. Maybe you need to go back to a snaffle bit instead of trying to put a bigger, heavier, more complex bit in your horse's mouth. Maybe you need to go back and get a simple D-ring snaffle bit and work on your hands and your seat and your timing and your communication and go back to the simple basics before you try to go up to the complex maneuvers. Maybe it's not your horse. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's not your wife. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's not that you have rotten kids. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's not that you have a rotten job and every one of your fellow employees are rotten. Maybe it's you. Okay? Maybe it's you. And so what I have learned here lately is what I have realized and understood is the advances that I have made as are simply improvements that I have discovered that I needed to make in the most basic thing. If listen, um, with staying on the horse on the horse track, okay. If your horse is not light, and your horse is not stopping properly, and your horse is not turning, doing rollbacks. The secret is not to jump in your truck and go to a seminar on Hackamore Rangeman. That's not the answer. You don't need a more advanced technique. You need a better handle on the simpler technique. And until you get the simpler technique mastered, there's absolutely no point in trying to go into a more complex technique. Okay, does that make sense? Um, and 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 the same. It's all the way through life. It's all the way through life. Um, I have found that I've become a better friend when I started working on becoming a better human. I have found that I have become a better husband when I started working on becoming a better human. I have a better relationship now with my kids than I have ever, ever had. Why is that? Because I went back and decided, you know what? I need to be a better human. And until I work on the simplicity of just being a better human, I cannot be a more complex, better dad. The complex is built 
on the perfecting of the simple. Proper application of the complex is built on perfecting the simple. So whatever it is in your life that is complex, that you're beating your head against the wall, um, maybe you need to set that aside and go back down to the simple, to the foundation, and work on perfecting that. Okay? It, it'll do two or three things. Number one, it'll take away the frustration because you're not going to win. All right? If you can't multiply fractions, you will not do algebra. You won't. All right? And you'll just frustrate yourself and eventually you'll quit. And if you can't perfect the simple snaffle bit, you will not perfect any any other bit. And if you can't perfect just being a solid, nice guy, not a weakling, not a pushover, not a doormat, but a nice guy, you're not going to win at marriage. You're not going to win at fatherhood. You're not going to win on the job as an employee. And you're certainly not going to win as an employer. All right? Uh, if the complex isn't working, go back and perfect the simple. The way it works is you grow, you grow, and you bring your horse up with you. You don't push your horse up ahead of you. You hear what I'm saying? You don't go down below and push your horse up to be more advanced and better than you are. You grow and you lead your horse up with you. In your marriage, you grow and you lead your marriage up with you. You don't stay a chump and drive your, your marriage up to a better marriage. You want your children to grow, you grow and you bring your children with you. You don't stay at your level of chumphood and bully and drive your children into being better people. It don't work. All right? It don't work. Go back to the simple. Perfect the simple. All right? And then you'll find out that the, the complex will take care of itself. Learn your multiplication tables and algebra. Algebra will just fall into place. You'll look at it and it all makes sense. Uh, divide your fractions and then go to algebra. And you're like, well, this is perfectly clear. This, this makes perfect sense. I don't know why I had so much trouble with it before. Um, okay? So just go back to your basics. All right? Hope this is encouragement. Hope it helps you. Um, look, there's a lot of frustrated people out there in a lot of aspects of life. I know, trust me, I know, I get it. Um, but there's always an answer, all right? There's always an answer to the problem, and 90% of the time, the answer is with our, us the whole time. Just keep growing. Just keep improving. Just keep working at it. Just keep working, and it takes work. Just keep working on becoming a better person, um, and you can bring folks along with you. All right. So I hope uh, I hope you guys do well. Hope you do well in life. Hope you do well this evening. Hope you do well in your relationships and in your endeavors and your hobbies and everything else. And uh, we uh, we'll catch you guys next time.